Hi guys, welcome back to the What About podcast. We've got so many great things uh, coming over the year, finishing this series on the culture at Christchurch and then moving on to some other big topics uh, like depression and discipleship and much, much more. As usual, we're going to be chatting to leaders here and getting to grips with what we stand for as a church, looking theologically and practically at the topic. And this week, we're continuing our series and looking at what it looks like to be a welcoming church. One of our vision points here at Christchurch is to be welcoming. Uh, that is something that we think God has called us to, and we'd love to just chat a bit more about it. I've got three guests today, which is the first time that's happened. Um, I have got uh, Dave and Erica Matthews, who are two of the members of the church here. Uh, they are life group leaders. They're also my life group leader and uh, that's gonna be really good fun and we also have the very new Catherine Mudford <laughs> who is my wife and I can say that now Woo-hoo. which is lovely um, so we've got three great guests on and we're just gonna chat a little bit more I'm gonna just hand over to them first um, maybe Dave you can kick us off with a little bit about yourself and maybe like a fun fact or something like that uh, yep um, thanks Owen so I'm David we are, are quite recent residents of Helsham we moved here in Oh, 2019. I'm glad you're here to help me. Yeah, um, and I was also told to prepare a fun fact about myself. So um, uh, I once had hydrogen hydrogen peroxide blonde hair. That's that's that's, that's my weird. fun fact. Yeah, once, I would love to yeah. see a photo of that yeah. at some point very that, soon. Yes, that'd be fun. One of the podcast format is that we yeah. can't show. Yeah. It. I know. We can't <laughs> have a little image of it. But um, yeah. So and. Um, yeah, so we moved to Helsham just a few months before um, lockdown, basically. Yeah, so we're only really just starting to emerge into normal life now, really. So, yeah. yeah. Hello, um, I'm Erica. I'm married to Dave. Um, obviously moved to Helsham the same time he did. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Um, be reassured to know. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, a fun fact, um, <laughs> I've had guinea pigs ever since I was 13 with a slight break while I was at uni, which is a bit of a Incredible. sad fact, but I can't think of anything else. So. <laughs> that I, I love the idea oh, with a break. <laughs> a break. <laughs> a guinea Respite pig break. A, a sabbatical, a sabbatical <laughs> if you will. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I haven't got any tattoos or piercings, so I haven't got any fun facts really. <laughs> he is a pinched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've... Yeah, I've never owned a guinea pig or, or, or any of that kind of rodent family, <laughs> you know, guinea pig hamster. Hair dye? Hair dye. Have you ever had yeah. dyed hair? Oh, have I ever had dyed hair? Yeah, the problem is, though, my hair's quite dark, and so the dye doesn't go. You have to, yeah, do the hydrogen peroxide first. Yeah. So every year at New Day, actually, we used to do... So whatever um, colour band we were in, so there's, like, red, green, yellow zones. Different plots, yeah. And... Um, you used to do colours that way and every year I do it and every year it wouldn't my take. hair would look exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. um, the person who had the best was Mark. Mark always, okay. Mark's hair always used to do really well. No, yeah, not surprised actually. Yeah. Anyway, off topic. Um, <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, so I am uh, the new Catherine Mudford, very recently became so after we got married. Yeah, as opposed to the old Catherine Mudford. Yes, that's not me. We got rid of her. <laughs> 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 yeah. A, uh, a fun fact about me, other than the fact we uh, very recently uh, got married, is that I've um, I've done hip hop dancing in front of uh, Prince Charles and Camilla. That was a weird day in my uh, adolescent wow. life. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, most of I also moved to Hailsham. I think it was around the same time as David Erica. Actually, it was uh, about three months before 
we went into lockdown um but my whole adult life I've been in and around churches and involved in church life so it's a topic I'm very passionate about today so I'm hyped to be here amazing yeah I forget we've got three pretty Jeez. new Hailshamites <laughs> yeah. yeah we are new New Hailshamites. Indeed. I'm the, yeah. I'm the old one. Yeah. Life, can I just say that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's definitely North Hailsham. Yeah. And we're very proud to be in North, North Hailsham. Well, in Hailsham generally. You know. Do you have a, a North Hailsham chant that you do when you come into South Hailsham and you see all of us? Is it just South saying in Jerusalem? <laughs> no, I don't, but now you mention oh, it. You should, you should get one. one. You should get one, definitely. <laughs> Yes, amazing. So yeah, we're taking talking today about uh, sort of welcoming in church, um, and I know this is something that all of you guys are, are very sort of passionate about, and so it's great to be able to chat to you a little bit more about it. Um, I think the nice thing about obviously, I think each of us is we've all been to a number of different churches of different types, and so actually that's quite nice when having this conversation. Um, I suppose my first question, which is a sort of opening one, is what what's the best welcome you've ever received in a church? That's a good question. In general terms, I think probably the best welcomes we've had are where people are genuinely relational towards you they genuinely kind of are interested in you as a person and want to get to know you I think um so obviously sort of having a welcome team is really important I'm not sort of um you know that's that's really important but it's also I guess about the culture of the church as well kind of Mm. really wanting to engage with people Mm. as as people it's great to be able to walk into a building and to have someone who is specifically there to talk to you and make sure you're okay that is an incredible gift to have um and it's but it's, there's also a step beyond that where yeah you get treated by like a normal person by the other normal people who are there which is kind of you have the that if, if two stages there, of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what is normal but yeah no, um, i think just i'll i'll say mine then and then we'll move on but i um i've had a yeah a few a few good welcomes in churches which have been you know nice and, and really lovely i remember one was um one I went to a, I was a placement student in Bournemouth and with this little sort of home church and it was that the house church and it was, it was great, like a small sort of knit community. And um, so, been, but when you went into it, you were immediately like brought in and, and you felt part of it and it was great. Um, and the thing that topped it off was at the end of the, so we did communion every other week and, but the, the week I went was communion day. And at the end of it, the, the person who, cause they did freshly baked bread for it each week, this person brought in and, just gave me the loaf at the end of it <laughs> and there's no greater welcome than that um being given food, being given right. food. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think yeah but i think that's probably my, my the best welcome i've had into a church was just yeah mm. honest family and it was really really lovely um so yeah i think we've, we've touched a little bit on um on this but uh, i suppose why is why do we feel welcome is important in a church what does well what does it mean to welcome people into a church and why is that essential in what we do um, as the local church and, and the body of christ great question Owen. <laughs> <laughs> thanks des <laughs> Amazing. i think it's because we're we're meant to be family aren't we it's not like um going to the cinema where you don't really expect to be welcomed you just sit in your seat and watch and then leave it's something that um we're hoping that people will become part of and um if they're christians they're our brothers and sisters in christ and if they're not yet christians they may be becoming our brothers and sisters in christ at some point um and 
I've been to churches where I haven't been welcomed and it feels horrible because you just feel so awkward and mm-hmm. you know you've sat in the wrong seat or you've you know done something and people are watching you and and that's a horrible feeling so it's to try and help people not to have that horrible awkward feeling yeah definitely I think that with a the church is quite uh, unique in a lot of its different uh, forms in that it is a family um, that looks like an institution and it can be quite easy to confuse the two especially if you're new and you haven't experienced how incredible like being deeply involved in church family can be and I think that really normal um, and solid welcome um, is a great way of kind of the church being able to separate itself from a club and institution and organization but just so we are a bunch of people with a one common thread that is Jesus and we would love for you to come and experience that with us um yeah and especially on such a big scale for example like we have at Christchurch it's great to be able to sit in services with so many people you wouldn't want someone to come to your your family gathering to your your wedding or your birthday party and sit in the corner and not speak to anyone the whole time and it's a a similar outlook that I love seeing in churches and I love having experienced here at Christchurch as well I think it's important that we welcome people well as well because we want to reflect God's heart towards them, which is he wants to welcome them into his family. And so we need to, I think that's sort of another reason why we need to be doing that. Um, Because people's impressions of Jesus, of God, will be influenced by how we as his church Mm. are towards them. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think, I think that's a, that's a, that's a big one, actually, that um, I think, I don't have any evidence to back this up, but from what I've, from speaking to people, often people go, I don't want anything to do with God because they've been hurt by people. They have not been hurt by God. Um, you know, God has never turned his back on them and, and never will, but but they've been hurt by a church or they've been hurt by a person. And I think it's so important that we realize that, yeah, when we speak and when we love and when we don't love, actually, it it shows something. It sets um, a standard. It sets a standard. And, and I think the church is, is supposed to have such a high bar of love um, and welcome and inclusivity. And I, I think often we do fall short of that. Um, but it's also, you know, we've got to know that we're, we're human as well. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, we've all been to church and just wanted to chat to our friends and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that is part and parcel of it as well. Yeah, and I also think in a lot of ways it can be really countercultural to what we used to, particularly in, I'd say for us as you know people in southern Britain. And largely, we don't have much of a reputation for being particularly hospitable as a culture, um, and I can <laughs> attest to that and relate to that. There are a lot of times that I'm not um, feeling like speaking to a stranger, and it would feel really strange and almost kind of confrontational to speak to a stranger but we're not we're called to surpass that culture I know that is a particular challenge for me as well but it's worth acknowledging that it the reason it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us is because it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us it's mm. not part of what life can normally be um, which is why it's so incredible to when you see it done well it's so refreshing mm. Just, so as part of that I wonder whether sort of welcoming and including people in church is maybe 
maybe slightly more of a challenge in places where people are more established. So mm. thinking about our experiences in London that had a very transient uh, populations when you went to a church people were very much sort of please be my friend (laughs) (laughs) a new one please yeah because because they were also likely to be quite new there wasn't you know there was always a core of established people but Mm. also lots of people who were just sort of there for a few years kind of moving Mm. through because that's the nature of london and yeah and places like it i think it's harder when you're in places where people are more established and have have been there for years and years have their sort of established groups of friends I think mm-hmm. that, 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 that can make it harder yeah. I think, roles to... and routines and authority yeah, in yeah. place and stuff you can't be involved in something until though you get past those first few steps mm. so it can be a really vulnerable yeah. time in someone becoming a part of the church family is that becoming like being established in a church family is amazing and such a blessing I think crossing that barrier from outside to inside so to speak um takes a lot of work and it's a lot it's a big culture shift for the people on both sides actually it's a big culture shift to come in and it's a big culture shift to receive new people into your presence um and i think it's probably why a lot of people find it to be a stumbling block or find it to be awkward or vulnerable or difficult because it like it it counts <laughs> it's a big deal um and without it people don't end up coming in <laughs> because they can't because there is no kind of hand stretched across the divide in that way mm. yeah no, definitely i suppose on a practical sense is there anything that comes to mind in um maybe maybe erica i can open this to you in terms of that you think this is a way of that the church on a sort of wider scale can be more welcoming or i suppose it could be wider or, or specifically um into what you see in the local church <laughs> Well, I can think of an example, but it's Dave's example um, <laughs> about when you went to the dogs. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, do- <laughs> the dogs. This is, well, you want to give you a chance to talk as well, but I guess you can dip in. Yeah. So um, this is going slightly off piste, but um, uh, a really helpful exercise in welcoming people to church um, was going to the dogs in Dagenham. So, um, we were living in East London and our life group at the time decided we'd go to the dogs to experience what it's like to be in a completely unfamiliar environment. It's all funny. All the boys. Yeah. Um, because we're talking about this actually about sort of what it must be like if you're, don't have any experience of church to walk into a church, what must that feel like? Mm. And we reflected that we actually didn't know what that would feel like because we were quite used to church. So we thought, well, let's go somewhere where we don't know what we're doing haven't been before so we went to the dogs um it was really interesting because you for anyone in... who's listening and who may not know what the dogs sorry thank you for that clarification yeah do you, do you want to no no um i'm talking about greyhound racing greyhound so racing. um so it's a track a stadium a track and you go in you might you might have a pint of beer and some scampi and you might place a bet on a wow. greyhound yeah. so we, quite uh, the saturday i'm sure yeah. <laughs> well it was an evening event Catherine. it was really quite something yeah so um so we went um it was really interesting because from the minute we walked in we didn't really have a clue what we were meant to be doing felt quite uncomfortable surrounded by lots of people who clearly did know how it all worked so even things like um putting a bet on a dog only a pound it it was was just all, all all part of the exercise but um, I'm not I'm not necessarily condoning gambling if it was, it was yeah but um uh, and um uh but even sort of how to 
place a bet on a dog or how to identify which dog to place a bet on or mm. even what on earth was going on or what dogs were racing or not a clue. Yeah. And um, But you're surrounded by people who clearly do know what's going on. Um, was that and, the, the kind of unanimous feeling in the group yeah, that you'd gone with? Yeah, that's another thing that we didn't so know. I mean, we did manage to place a bet on the dog, but I had no idea what dog yeah. I placed a bet on. <laughs> no idea if that dog that won. Money? I mean, you know, I could be a millionaire <laughs> sat, sat here and not, and, not, and not even know it. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So um, I've got to say, that is really interesting. I re- that, yeah. I'm, obviously, I'm not saying everyone should go to, to the Greyhounds, but, but, but that is a really interesting thought. It I mean, was in terms of going really into a, yeah. an area that you are completely, yeah alien is alien to you yeah 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 mm. so that's quite an interesting exercise and i think gave us maybe a little bit of insight in what what it could be like for a person coming to church who's not been to church before um and and about what things might be helpful so obviously at the greyhounds there isn't a welcome team on the door to say hello welcome to the greyhounds and would you like <laughs> us to talk to you how to place a bet it's a pamphlet but perhaps, <laughs> but perhaps there should be you know perhaps there should be but um so, yeah. Erica, you, you mentioned the story. What 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 is it about that story that makes you sort of go, yes, that really speaks to me about welcoming in church? Um, well, because it reminds, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> reminds me that what's completely normal for me um, might feel quite alien for someone else, even as much as when to go to the toilet or where the toilet is. Or Whether if not, you have to put your hand up. Or you, yeah. And if you've got children, is there a part of the church that people with children sit in or that you'd feel uncomfortable if you've got children sitting mm. there? Or um, so, so I think it. I found that helpful because it helped me to think about the things that I take for granted that maybe someone who doesn't come to church um, wouldn't know to do mm. or wouldn't take for granted. So. Yeah, I definitely. Really I, interesting. I, I think it's a great exercise and actually maybe something that we should look to do more of in terms of going into a situation where we are not used to it just to remind ourselves of that um i think it's i think it's always a good thing you know outside of of what we're talking about today to put yourself into new and exciting and and, um, different situations but no i think it is good to to do it because you get so stuck in that um you know week in week out and I, i think i forget that too um being in we got married obviously in this building and I come into this building more than most. Um, <laughs> You'd hope at least. In that I'm in here probably five or six days a week. Um, it's normal to me. And and, and obviously if you, for, for Catherine it was as well, but obviously we had family coming who had never been here before. So yeah, where do you park? Where do you go to the loo? Can you go to the loo? You know, where do you go from that? And, and um, I think it's a, they're just the the small basic things the, yeah but they're a massive deal for mm. feeling at home yeah. it's the same as you know in the family home knowing which drawer the teaspoons are in and what kinds of tea and coffee they have in the cupboard like they're little basic parts of that part of life but they actually can do a lot in order to make people feel welcome and to feel involved yeah okay so on, on the back of that i wonder sort of maybe some are there any practical things that you can think of um that would change those you know you think about when you just said Catherine about um oh when you go to your family home you know where the teaspoons are and you know things like that you know where the loos are etc um what do you think is a let's focus in actually on Christchurch what do you think we do that's that's good in terms of um showing people that making this a place that people can access and feel used to and what do you think maybe we can we can grow in um you know obviously we do a lot and the welcome team here do a lot and it's amazing what we do but there's always room to to grow so i suppose i should be interested to know what your thoughts are as people maybe who came through the door a little 
more recently than some. <laughs> well, Christchurch is very welcoming. Um, when we first came, they obviously identified that we were new and we hadn't come before. And um, the people on the welcome team wanted to talk to us. They weren't. They didn't just say hello and kind of quickly look for the next person. They were interested to find out who we were. They, I, as I remember, took us to our seats, which was quite nice, and found someone who was in the same row and said, oh, this is Erica, Erica, meet so-and-so. So they, um, instead of just dumping you, they um, sat us down with some people to talk to. and mm, which Connected is, you well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is really good. Which we found good. And then there's the special biscuits for when it's your first yes, week, which, <laughs> which we did take advantage of more than one time. Oh, you you, you were still new. You you, you're new for a while, yeah. aren't you? So if you're yeah. new or feel new. Then, uh, <laughs> I mean, I often go because I'm, I'm a new creation, so I just go for... <laughs> and I think just thinking, um, I don't know if this goes with this question, but when you're on the welcome team, I think... You can, or if you're welcoming someone, you can often worry that you're too much and that you're annoying the person. But I think probably it's better to err on the side of being too much and them almost dismissing you rather than the other way around. Because if it's easier to forgive slightly more enthusiasm than lack of engagement, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think if I was chatting to someone, they went, Oh, I went to a church and they were. They were a bit friendly. <laughs> I think I'd rather that than they got ignored. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, actually. My um, my parents were in a specific church and they sort of felt it was time to move on. Um, it was around the time of the sort of big move of the Holy Spirit in the 80s. And they were um, they went to sort of went to go to go to a new frontiers church and i remember my dad being told you know oh you know you don't want to go there they're they're happy and they're they're so that and basically they're happy and they're welcoming so they're culty and um they're gonna try and win you over and then they're gonna take all your money and he, i remember he tells a story of going into um into kings where they they've gone now for the last 25 years and this person on the welcoming team just being so welcoming and lovely to them and him the entire time thinking Oh, they're trying to suck me in. They want my money. <laughs> and um, actually, he, he then went on to know this guy for like 10, 15 years and just the loveliest guy. He was just so welcoming. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know when someone genuinely cares about you and you know when someone genuinely wants you to be welcome. And I think he definitely felt that. And I think that's something we can't do enough of. It's one of my favourite welcoming stories. I was actually told by someone at a previous church I went to who is uh, now going on to be ordained herself, actually. But her and her husband, had, um, as newlyweds, had bought a house on the outskirts of Bristol and just were going to totter up the road to the local church, fully intending just to kind of be around for a bit and move further into the city when their careers were established. And so they went in, just, you know, went to the service, kind of slipped in and out. Um, and then because they were moving and things, they were hectic for the next couple of weekends. And so three weeks later, they went back to the church. Um, for communion and um, it was a communion service and so they queued up and went up to um, take communion and the person who was giving it who she'd spoken to for the first time the three weeks prior um, greeted her and gave her communion by name um, and she was so blown away in that moment that someone had remembered just a tiny detail about her like her name had remembered her face that her and her husband have been in that church for the last 25 years and they're some of my favorite people in the world they're amazing raised their sons there and it just 
something as small as and simple as remembering a face, remembering a name can create such long lasting and powerful connections with people and can make them feel so welcome. Can I tell a bad experience story that you can always cut? No, that's fine. (laughs) Please, please do. So we went to a church once we had um, and um, and they had some people on the door to kind of welcome you as you came in and then uh, later on during the service we I went to the no was it you went actually you tell the story because you, 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 it's your story to tell <laughs> <laughs> this is the reverse of the dog yeah, yeah. I did think of it but then I thought it's a negative story it and is, maybe I should always cut it if you don't um, so I <laughs> I the, and the culture of the church wasn't brilliantly welcoming anyway but um they had this girl on the door and then I went to the toilet later in the service and she was in there saying to her friend oh I'm so fed up of being unwelcoming and having to smile at everyone and say hello I mean I've got other things I'd rather be doing and you're like oh that's really sad (laughs) nothing to make you feel welcome (laughs) that's really sad more to do with her maturity oh and uh, that's that's definitely a personal personal thing but I guess that that story is an example of uh, kind of an, a, a non-relational approach to welcoming. I yeah. guess um, where where you're just going for the motions. But I think I think actually that can be. Sometimes we can fall into that trap. We you know you don't have to be a terrible person to mm-hmm. fall into that trap and, yeah. and be like actually no oh, there's a new person I I probably should make an effort you know and actually that's a good thing in in some areas because I think as we've said earlier specifically in our area like our I don't want to call it a southern britain thing but Catherine is right in that it is um southern english you know sometimes we are just head up in what we're doing and um we need to give ourselves a kick um you know in, in all areas i think we sometimes give ourselves a kick um and remember that we were once on the outside looking in and i think sort of spiritually we were you know we were distant we were far from god and, and we've been brought in um to his family and um sort of us welcoming people into churches on a very practical level sort of a, a show of that that actually for those who are outside of God's love um, there is someone fighting for them and 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 going for them um, and wanting them to know um, their heavenly father again and and just as we we know that Jesus is doing that role for us in heaven you know same too we can do that for people on earth um, and be their sort of their advocates in that way um, I think I want to just move the conversation on slightly to sort of the whole area of sort of inclusivity, which is obviously a big area in the church at the moment. And the church is a humongous family made up of people from different races, different ages, different backgrounds, different abilities, different um, education. Um, but we are all one family together. And I suppose in what's what has been something that stood out to you in, in areas of churches being inclusive and um where do you think the church still has to go in terms of inclusivity? Mm. That's great. And I think that um, church is becoming more wise to issues of inclusion, I think is amazing. And I love to see it. it just, I, I think it's so exciting. Um, that hopefully it's been, it's not a new thing um, <laughs> to be worrying about inclusion. I mean, Paul writes about inclusion in Corinthians. So I'm sure as a church, we'll be talking about it later in the year. But the sense of, we have order and structure for the sake of being accessible and being understandable um, to new people. And 
at every kind of level at church you have groups of people who are gifted who are filled with the holy spirit who are growing closer to jesus who are there to participate and contribute and so we structure it in such a way that that's not weird um so that everyone can participate but also everyone can understand um and you can participate whether you know you've been serving for 20 40 years um or more or if it's your first time um and paul is very practical and straightforward about that being the reason why we do things in an ordered and structured way i think the organized church is great for that um but we can without thinking get so far that we are too organized and end up back where we started where we have such firm structures and culture that we've become inaccessible again um and there are so many different places and ways um that churches can be inclusive and can be mindful of drawing in new people everything from knowing where your points of entry are are people expected to are you expecting your new people to be turning up at your Sunday services, to be turning up at your life groups or to be meeting up with their Christian friends for coffee out in the world? Like there are the way that you welcome people at those different levels are all going to be very different. Things like um, disability access, um, whether the building is wheelchair and pram friendly, whether the signs make sense, whether the language used in um, lyrics or in notices um, make sense if you've never been to church before like there are loads of kind of big structural ways um, that a lot of churches do very well and some churches are learning <laughs> to do better in um, to making people feel welcome I think um, one of the main kind of normal things that churches some churches do well and some churches could learn in is just like yeah being normal remembering that the people around you are there as your spiritual family or your soon to be spiritual family god willing um and being able to approach them in a normal way offering them a cup of tea asking them you know what they do for work or what brings them here in the morning i think and i will put my hands up and say that i do not like talking to people generally particularly not new people i mean can vouch me on that i'm not the biggest fan of it but i think it's so important and if we bear in mind that that is quite easy and normal and something that a lot of us are used to doing a lot of us are used to talking to other people um it makes it a lot easier to do and not get stressed out mentally about um what we're supposed to be doing because what we're supposed to be doing is you know being kind to people (laughs) being loving being welcoming and, and ensuring that other people are having a good time and they understand what's going on and those can be very straightforward surprisingly straightforward that was a ramble. I hope that made sense. Yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Um, well, I think that the the church, like the whole church in this country, or if we're talking about this country, should be welcoming and open to all. But I don't think every church necessarily has the gifts or the abilities to be welcoming to everyone. So I've been in ch- um, in one church we were in. They one of the I think it was the lead elder's wife was a special needs teacher and there happened to be quite a few other people who worked with people with special needs and because they had a lot of people that had that gift they we then had a really large special group of um, adults with special needs because we had the uh, the gifting within the church to meet those people's needs but um, in the town we were in I don't think any of the other churches had 
um, a special needs group, but in some ways no other church needed to because we did and maybe one of the other churches um, had the ability to meet other needs. So I don't think in one church you're going to be able to meet all the needs. Mm. I think I I really like that. I really like that. I think it's a um, something that I spoke a lot with people at Moorlands about um, in that how I think a lot of churches feel like they need to do it all and need to have it all. Um, but actually in doing so, if there's three churches in the same town trying to do the same thing, they're all going to step on each other's toes. I think that's where sort of ecumenical support comes in, in terms of knowing actually, um, you know, for instance, at Christchurch, I think that we do youth work quite well. I think that, and I know that's a bit of a weird thing to say as the youth worker, but you know, I think Friday nights, our, our youth work program has been very good over a number of years with, with like Sam setting it up and, and I, I've hope try to continue that although obviously covid's been difficult so for instance you know for someone to set up a, a church-based friday night style program that was identical to ours i think it probably would look a bit it would it might be a bit difficult um but i also know other churches who do other things that are that you know really sort of it would be silly for us to set up new things like that because it wouldn't work in the same way um, and i think that that is really important i, I like that a lot and um, in a lot of ways it is a real it's a really excellent um example and witness to be able to send people in real genuine love and support yeah. and to say no like this other thing <laughs> that is cu- is grasping your attention you know we see jesus in it we see how that would be a better fit for you we love both you and the people you're going to so please, like, yeah, we love that. And it's hopefully not a super usual <laughs> situation to be in. And you'd hope that people would be able to find their feet in most churches. Um, but sometimes that can be kind of the the rough end of the deal is sending people on well. Um, but yeah, that says just as much as welcoming people well does, I think. Mm. Yeah, and I... No, 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 no <laughs> after, after you, my friends. <laughs> I was... I was was just wanted to comment on the the idea of a fringe. I'm not talking about mm. hair, but kind of having a a group of people around the church who are not part of the church, but very much associating with the people in the church, and the idea of sort of being a welcoming people who kind of grow that fringe and thinking of doing that probably predominantly and primarily outside the church buildings um, and and outside of maybe formal church meetings in the building and I, I think that's an area where I think um, the church in the UK if you like the word church that we could sort of look at um, one of my friends um, who I won't name uh, is uh, very much an atheist um, would be the last person in the world I'd expect at the moment to go to church um, but was had a conversation with him um, a year or two ago and was really surprised to hear that he had been inverted commas going to church because what a local church had done is they had started to hire out the leisure center in the town on a sunday morning i think it was once every three weeks or something like that and they put on tennis coaches and football coaches basketball coaches squash coaches and so he was going to do tennis coaching yeah so he was really sporty and he and he knew some people who went to the church who invited him along, and he was so he was going regularly to spend time with people from the church to get some free tennis coaching, essentially, as far as I could tell. But but actually, he as as part of that, they kind of also had a little like a god slot or something, and and, and <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. So, 
and um, so so he actually was hearing the word of god once every three weeks i mean you know he didn't really like that bit he was going for tennis but um but he was part he had become part of the fringe of that church and would be i suppose maybe one of the people i would least expect to do that but it's because they they were looking for ways to reach people and sort of identified actually quite a lot of us who've got friends who are quite sporty and quite into i mean like my friend sort of approaching middle age having a bit of a middle life crisis (laughs) (laughs) but it was also it was um parents and children because he so he did it to be with his little son as well and it was dad and son tennis coaching and so and his son loved it so yeah so i thought that that really made me think actually about Mm. sort of how we view church and sort of the things that we do i think there's often very much a focus on people coming to meetings which is great but that's for a lot of people that's going to be quite a long way down the road um i think increasingly these days people are unlikely to come in fresh not knowing anyone in the church you know i I think it's like they'll have to have that kind of link with people in the church definitely beforehand i think you're so right about kind of our mindset and our view of what church is and do we see it as a meeting that we attend or do we see it as that kind of organized family thing because family doesn't just meet every now and again and go through the to-do list you know we do life together in varying degrees and um, in different ways and I think I know from my own experience I've had some like incredibly profound experiences of God of growing deeper in my faith and becoming part of a church family in um, in churches and in youth groups and at Christian festivals all of which have been amazing and I've also had similarly incredible experiences on beaches and round board games and over coffee with friends and messaging people in the middle of the night and uh, being able to talk about Jesus with them it's just I think we the structure of church and the way that we meet as church and we have our Sunday services we have life groups we have teams and things like that I think all of that is amazing and God is able to bless so many people through that and that's why we have the wealth of church tradition that we have in this country but it doesn't mean that's the only place that they can experience that and welcome can look like going to throw a ball around in the park or going to Mm, the new tennis club or going and grabbing a coffee or having people come and clear your garden and there are so many ways in which we as people who carry the holy spirit can rub up against people who don't yet i think that's quite a broad abstracty profound way of thinking about what welcome can be but that's where my brain goes a lot of the time (laughs) that's great no awesome um yeah no i think that sounds i think everything that you guys have said has been really good i've really enjoyed chatting with you a little bit over this and um suppose to close off um you may have been listening into this podcast and sort of thinking, yeah, no, that's good. But actually, I, you know, maybe a bit like Catherine, you're like, actually, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't like talking to new people. I find it very scary. I find it very difficult. Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're chatting to someone and they go, oh, I just, I just can't be that welcoming person in church in terms of I'm not extroverted. I'm not that big person. Uh, I can't do it. You got 30 seconds to <laughs> win that person over. What do you say? That probably the way that they're feeling is the way the new person in the church is also feeling that kind of reluctance or feeling a bit intimidated by having to go to talk to a person um and i think i just encourage them to maybe break through that and uh, 
maybe just have a few questions in your head that you could ask you know um just just to find out a little bit more about the person it doesn't have to be anything particularly profound just sort of how's your week been would you know that's often my opener with people no um, harm in having that script either and it it just sort of will usually move on from there yeah amazing thank you so much thank you guys for your thoughts and your wisdom it's been really great to have you on the podcast Join us next month when Simon Fry and Andy Johnston will be with us and we discuss Sending Church, what it looks like to be a missional community working within a family of churches that is passionate about mission. What About Podcast is a Christchurch Helsham original. The music was done by Chris Joyce and you can see the full version of the song on our YouTube in his encouragement singing through the Psalms. <laughs>